Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and I am recording on Sunday morning at 6 a.m. because uh, we had a little cookies and cocoa party at our house yesterday for friends and neighbors and our kids' friends and things like that. And the days leading up to that were very busy. I had most of the show written by Friday, but it was just so busy. We went to bed at like 1 o'clock in the morning on Friday, or I guess Saturday morning, then we had the party yesterday, and then we had kids at our house until 8 o'clock last night. And my wife and I were so exhausted. We actually, my wife went to sleep at 9, and she was awake when I jumped in the shower. And at like 9.15, when I got out of the shower and got into bed, she was like out, like dead to the world, out. So I was asleep by 9.30. I thought I was going to be able to stay up and watch a little Mandalorian or something, but nope, I fell right to sleep. So I'm recording on Sunday morning so that I can make sure that this goes out today and not like on a Tuesday. I want to thank everybody for their really nice emails and for everybody who reached out on the Linny thing. It was like I got uh, lovely notes from around the world that made my family feel good. So thank you very much for doing that. As a general rule, this time of year, there's not a ton of news of substance. And that is true this year, as it was the last two years I've been doing this. So today's show should be pretty quick. We're going to do some quick hits. I'll put all the links of the articles into the show notes so you can take a look if you're interested in any of these stories. Our Patreon-exclusive content this week, we are going to talk about an Israeli startup that's doing some interesting things with EV technology. And then we're going to talk about the amount of pollution needed to create the lithium for a Tesla battery. So let's get right into the show here. Neo and Xpeng owners can now use the other company's charging stations and home chargers. So I guess what this is, is if you are a Neo owner, you can use Xpeng fast chargers if you're a, or just charging stations in general. If you're an Xpeng customer, you can use a Neo charger. And this is great. It works out for customers. It works out for the companies. As we go forward and we see more and more auto manufacturers you know, releasing their EV efforts, we're going to see more partnering on the services around what it takes to keep an EV going, including software, self-driving technology, and then also, you know, the charging stations. 
In our next story, we're going to talk about fire trucks, specifically electric fire trucks. Rosenbauer, which they're a fire truck manufacturer, they have an electric fire truck. Now, this thing looks very European. It doesn't look like the North American fire truck. It sounds like I'm talking about animals. But the North American fire truck is usually very big. It's very tall. This thing looks it's tall, but it's not very long. Anyway, Menlo Park in California, they've decided they're going to buy one of these fire trucks. I don't know a lot about the fire truck itself, other than it's got redundant systems. So if one system fails, they can still run calls, which is important in a fire truck. But I do know what the price is. So the price for the concept fire truck is about $6 million. But the actual sales price will be $1.5 million after they get, I guess, manufacturing all ramped up and ready to go. So I wanted to give you a little bit of context about, you know, kind of what these trucks cost. So a fire department I used to work for, they just bought a tiller truck. So a tiller truck is the trucks you see with the ladder. So there's a driver in the front and a driver in the back. Very famously, Kramer on Seinfeld drove a tiller truck in New York. Those cost about a million and a half dollars. And a really nicely equipped tiller truck costs about a million and a half dollars. And those are probably the most expensive trucks you're going to buy. The ladder truck that I'm on cost a million dollars. And that was, you know, five years ago, six years ago. We're looking at buying a new fire engine, and that's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $750,000 to $850,000. So a million and a half dollars for an electric fire truck it's pretty expensive. That's about one and a half times to two times the price of a normal fire engine. You know, not even a normal fire engine. That's a really well-equipped fire engine. And it's it's too early to tell whether or not the cities will be able to recoup that cost in terms of repairs and fuel costs and things like that. Because, you know, most of the repairs actually occur at the end of the truck's life. So they're going to get rid of it anyway. So I don't know if there's a financial advantage advantage for cities to purchase this. I do know that there's an environmental advantage. However, cities work on budgets, and that's a, that's a pretty high-ticket item. Like I can see cities buying electric vehicles in terms of sedans and things like that. But an electric fire truck at that price is going to be a very difficult pill to swallow. Basically, you you are cutting the amount of trucks you can replace every year in half. And as a general rule, fire departments usually run their trucks into the ground, and they only replace them when they absolutely have to. So if they decide they're going to replace them with electric fire trucks, then you know they're going to have to do some creative budgeting. And as a side note, a more personal note, We have a Rosenbauer, one Rosenbauer, in our department, and the truck had problems from get-go. From day one, the truck had problems, and the customer service from Rosenbauer was awful. So that's just my personal opinion. I'm sure other folks buy Rosenbauer and don't have this opinion, but in my experience with a Rosenbauer, it was not a great truck. looks beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous truck. But there were problems that we had within our warranty period that still are not fixed. And so I'm going to say the customer service, not fantastic. All right, in our next story, Mitsubishi will be using used EV batteries to partially power its EV manufacturing plant. This is a great way to repurpose batteries. I think it's awesome. Mitsubishi says that it will reduce carbon emissions by 1,600 tons a year. 
Jaguar released an over-the-air update for the I-PACE. One of the things included in the update was an extra 12 miles of range. So it's not just Tesla that's making their cars better. Jaguar is doing it as well. The Porsche Taycan has an official EPA range of 201 miles, which is lower than we thought. We thought it would be about 280, is what Porsche was reporting. But the official number is quite a bit less. Porsche could potentially increase the range through over-the-air updates like Jaguar's doing and Tesla's doing. But I doubt that it's going to get to that 280 miles. But I have confidence that the, over time the range will improve. VW will not launch the ID3 in the U.S. VW's official reason is that demand in the U.S. will be low, too low. According to Scott Keogh, CEO of VW U.S., to me, it's just simple logic. If you look at the segment that the ID3 competes in, Let's call it the classic hatchback segment. In America, unfortunately, that's about 100,000 cars. If you look at what we're going to do with the eSUV, that's four to five million cars. So look, we need to get the cars on the road. We need to show success. How do we come in with the ID3 and say, we're just testing it out? They would say, small Euro car, more of a compliance car, as opposed to an eSUV. They're going to say, wow. That's in the heart of the market, in the heart of the segment. That's a real car. I'm reading this like this on purpose. Let's go. I want to throw a good first punch. We never want to throw a weak first punch because you might never get the chance to throw a second. So this is me talking now. If you're already getting punched in the face over and over and over again, you don't get a chance to throw a first punch or a second punch. You're just getting punched in the face. So right now, VW is kind of getting punched in the face as far as EVs go. So we'll see what happens if they're able to get that first punch off or not. Honestly, I think the reason why VW isn't releasing the ID3 here is that there may be production problems with the ID3. And I don't think they want to go through that public scandal like Tesla does. And I don't know if it's that big of a scandal, to be honest, but I don't think they want to admit that they're having production problems. So that's my guess. And they're building these things in Europe because their Tennessee plant has just broken ground. So they don't have an EV plant in the U.S. yet. But as soon as that's done, I'm sure there'll be ID3s here as far as the eye can see. And VW will be able to start punching. And they'll throw the first punch and then the second punch. There's a song there somewhere. I'm sure it'll be very much like Rocky. Tesla Cybertruck will be classified as a 2B medium-duty truck. This means that the Cybertruck will have a gross vehicle weight of 8,500 to 10,000 pounds. Other class 2B medium-duty trucks include the Chevy Silverado 2500, which is the same thing as the GMC Sierra 2500, the F-250, the Nissan Titan XD, and the Ram 250, or 2500. Tesla has increased the price of the Model 3 all-wheel drive long range and standard range by $500. See, Senator Ed Markey from the great state of Massachusetts has a beef with Tesla's autopilot. This is what Senator Markey had to say on Twitter. Autopilot clearly can't be allowed to replace drivers on our road. The tech will continue causing harm until Tesla takes action to fix its flawed system and make sure drivers are paying attention. That's why I'm demanding that Tesla take action to protect the public. This tweet came after a Model 3 struck a police car while using autopilot. The owner of the Model 3 has admitted that he was checking on his dog in the back seat when the accident occurred. Senator Markey has been vocal in his dislike of autopilot because people do stupid things when it's engaged, like sleep and that kind of thing. 
And uh, yeah, ultimately, the person driving the car, Mr. Markey, or Senator Markey, is the one who is responsible for the safe operation of that vehicle. So I don't agree with this guy in the least. Tesla has taken steps to, if you're not paying attention, to get you to pay attention. And I think there's been some sort of alert system since the earliest versions of autopilot. And now Tesla does much more than that. They'll slow the car down and pull it over to a safe location, that kind of thing, if you fall asleep or whatever. But here's the thing. People do stupid things in their cars all the time, whether they have autopilot on or not, or even whether they're driving a Tesla or not. I see it. They do stupid things all the time. All right, our next story. Tesla has released a 15.4 kilowatt solar system for homes over 4,000 square feet. We've talked about their small, medium, and large package. Now they have an extra large package. This produces an average of 58 to 77 kilowatt hours per day. In Arizona, if you want to buy one, you're looking at $36,069 or $150 a month if you want to subscribe. In this next story, we're going to talk about a little protest here. EV owners block gas station pumps in Croatia to protest icing charging stations. So if you're not familiar with that, icing is if you have an EV and you go to charge and there is an internal combustion engine vehicle parked in your charging slot, then that's called icing. It's not a very nice thing for people to do. So this protest, the EV owners came in, they blocked gas station pumps. They only did it for six minutes. So I think they were just kind of making a statement, and then they moved on, which I think is good. Their point was to raise awareness but not be jerks like the people who are icing the cars. In today's culture, usually someone will take a good idea, and then they'll weaponize it, and then they'll just be massive a-holes. Excuse my almost French. I like the way this EV group did this protest. They raised awareness. They didn't really inconvenience anybody. Six minutes, that's it. Europe's EV market is expected to grow by 35% from January 2020 to September 2020. That's just nine months, pretty significant growth. That's more growth than the United States, or excuse me, North America and China, which are currently the two biggest EV markets. China's EV market may even recede in 2020, and a lot of that might have to do with, A, they have an influx of on electric vehicles that we've we've talked about over the past, some of those vehicles are pretty crappy. So, um, and they have a reduction in the incentives in China. So, some EVs market might recede a little in 2020. One thing that will be helping the growth in Europe is new EU rules on auto manufacturers to reduce CO2 emissions. And this is going to likely drive, I don't know how much growth, but at least a little bit of growth. And then I thought this was interesting. In, I think, five years, by 2025 or 2023, I didn't write the the year down, so I apologize for that. There is likely to be 150 EV models in Europe alone, which is awesome. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. If you want to contact me, you can hit me up, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can find me on Twitter, at 918digital. And I want to apologize a little bit at some of the parts of the show, for whatever reason, my brain would not engage, so I had to stumble through it. It actually took me an hour to record this 20-minute show, which is, you know, unfortunate. Anyway, I got to go do things. Thanks so much for listening. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.